striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to another afternoon edition of The Chaser Report. Dom Knight and Gabby Bolt here. Hello, hello. Good afternoon, Gabby. Ah, good afternoon, Dom. Such pleasantries. Such pleasantries and it's going to be a very pleasant show this afternoon because we're looking back on the clips of 2021 with Dylan Bain of the Newsfighters podcast who's worked with us for years on many Chaser TV shows, has assembled 21 clips that tell the story of 2021. 21 clips, 2021. Brilliant. Happy birthday. And I was all jolly and cheerful. Then I, then I remembered that 2021 was appalling. It was an absolute bin fire of a mm, year. Mm. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, why can't tell whether I'm going to be extremely happy that we got through it or extremely depressed of what happened. Uh, but I can't wait to find out. Dylan joins us right after this. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Hello, Dylan. G'day, guys. How are you going? Hey, Dom. Hey, Gabby. Hello. 21 <laughs> clips. Bless you. What and a year. This is your podcast. It's the most uh, labour of love podcast, possibly <laughs> along with Sizzletown. You just curate and assemble the most ridiculous clips uh, in all of the news. A, f- a foolhardy pipe dream, but yes, I learned from the best. I worked, I learned all my wacky clips editing skills working with The Chaser for, for over 10 years, and <laughs> now I put them into my weekly News comedy podcast, News Fighters, and love to come on here every now and then and, and share the... I'm like Santa with my bag of wacky clips here to just sprinkle <laughs> them out yes, at the end of the year. When we have you on, Dylan, we make an exception from our general rule of minimal research. It's, uh, it's really lovely to have you. So, Oh, look, I'm not, I'm not saying there's much research in these. They're just funny clips. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking down at the, the topics that you think you've called these clips, which I'm going to play. And yes, I'm not sure how much, you know, joy we're going to find looking back over the year. It's been an absolute piece of shit, hasn't it, Dylan? Look, I don't know. I don't know what your personal highlight was, whether it was the post-drought mouse plague or the post-flood spider plague, or maybe it was just when we sent Tony Abbott to Taiwan, I think in the hope that China would bomb Taiwan that weekend. I think that's... <laughs> what about you guys? What were your, what were your highlights of the year? Uh, thinking we were free and then not being so was pretty fun. Like, I reckon... I remember going to brunch in April... And then <laughs> being like, it's over. Yeah, feeling like this is my year. And then um, and then staying inside for three-ish months. That was fun. Oh, yeah. For me, probably going to Hamilton and just like going out oh, to dinner, yeah. getting dressed up, going to theatre, it being mm. like a full house. Very exciting. Thinking, this thing is over. It's fine. <laughs> we got through it and it wasn't even that bad. I remember yeah. saying to my wife before, the, before it began, I can't believe we're, we're done. <laughs> we weren't done. We, we collectively done. jinxed it, didn't we? Pretty yes. much. And I remember too, I live in the, the city of Sydney, uh, local government area, and mm. there was a brief period when only we and a couple of other places, Bondi and so on, were actually under lockdown. It was going to be a week. Oh, yeah. Just in our LGA. And my friends, like a couple of streets away who were in, in inner west were like, suck it. And then 24 <laughs> hours later, they were under lockdown too. <laughs> For there two weeks, a, and then it was 21. There was a cafe in Newtown that was split in half on the border of the LGA. Yeah. So half the, for that day, half the cafe was in lockdown. <laughs> half the 
wasn't. You got to hope the kitchen was in the half that wasn't. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So, wouldn't it be great to be able to look back on this from a position of not having Omicron? Uh, <laughs> coming up. Uh, so the last week was good, wasn't it? When we didn't think there was a new variant on the horizon. Yeah. That, was a, that was a highlight for me. I was making plans <laughs> left, right and bloody centre. And now I'm making plans just left. But it wasn't all about COVID, Dylan. Uh, no, no, well, but so we'll get to else. COVID. Don't you worry, we'll oh, get yeah. to COVID. But first up, I thought let's start with something light and fun. Natural disasters. Oh, Yay! no. <laughs> Now, do you remember – now, there's a lot of floods happening at the moment, mm-hmm. but remember back in March yeah. we had, like, the the biggest floods in Western Sydney and Western New South Wales? Now, one of those kind of one-in-100-year events until, you know, they happen again this summer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they provided what I think was probably my favourite live TV cross of the year on ABC News. <laughs> Have a listen. Emma, residents are being ordered to evacuate their homes right now. Yeah, just, I don't know why they gave her a microphone, to be honest. Yeah. You hear a thing she said. It was just rain noises. No, that was just because they didn't put one of those mic socks on. It's fine. <laughs> they do wonders. Actually, that noise is happening here right now. Um, but the, the, these microphones provided by Rode are doing an excellent job. I'm just thinking, would it be so bad if they were indoors? Like, let's say, in a hotel room overlooking the storm in the backdrop. That every time there's wild weather, they have to put a like a raincoat on a reporter and just get them basically blown away by strong winds. Dom, that doesn't win you the Walkley though. Like that's that's the main that's the goal here. Rather just than save the citizens in the middle of a river, just going under the the surging waters. I want a gold Walkley. <laughs> My favourite insight on the floods uh, came from uh, this woman that was interviewed on the street. I mean, it'd be great if it stopped raining. Would be the one thing. Oh, <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> I love Vox Pops. I mean, here in the middle of La Nina, yeah, that's perennial. you got to wonder, like, I mean, it must be hor- obviously horrible to live in an area with a natural disaster happening around you, but it must just be even worse with a fucking journalist walking to you on the street being like, so how, how do you feel? Yeah. Like, yes. how the fuck what do you think, do you think the they fucking feel? <laughs> Would you like the rain to continue or stop, <laughs> madam? <laughs> What's your view? I don't want to influence your position. (laughs) I'm trying to present non-biased journalism here. (laughs) High quality. We need a clip for balance of people who love the deluge (laughs) and the floods. Yeah, (laughs) I love white water rafting. Oh, look, it's good for the farmers. (laughs) Yeah, I've talked to some farmers actually recently. It's not. (laughs) No, I know. Who's going to tell anybody that rain sometimes is very bad for the farmers? Basically, there's a very brief window in this country between getting absolutely scorched in drought and, and deluged and flooded. I don't know why anyone lives in this country. It's just abandoned it to nature. It clearly mm. wants it back. It definitely impacts when you're making your summer holiday plans, especially when you can't go overseas at the moment. It's yeah. like, oh, let's do a driving holiday. Is it going to be a bushfire summer or a mm. flood summer? Mm. La Nina. <laughs> yeah. I'm very tempted to just get a hotel room in the sort of burnt out, empty husk of Sydney, the Sydney CBD and just sleep in it. Oh, just somewhere on. quiet. I just want quiet and no COVID. Yeah. That's all I want. Fuck yeah. nature. Well, the CBD is definitely quiet, but I don't know about the no COVID thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. And then, of course, uh, the other big natural disaster of the year, which I think everyone's forgotten about already, was the Melbourne earthquake. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yes, which coincided with the protests yes. as, as though Melbourne itself yep. was trying to shake them loose. Mm. And it delivered my absolute, this is my probably my favourite grab of the entire year from Channel 9, summing up the Melbourne earthquake. Have a listen. So powerful, it shook the earth. <laughs> It shook the earth. I just want to know, do you have, 
<laughs> at journalism school, and I never went. Um, you mean university? <laughs> at, at, at journalism school, do they teach you that voice on day one? I think they do, Dom. I just don't get why. It, it reminds me. Have you guys heard that that viral audio of that American news reporter who was saying, yesterday, 34 people were, kill- were killed in a fire that killed 34 people. <laughs> I just feel like they have to fill a word count. Just padding. padding. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, even, even on News Breakfast, that clip that you played before, Dylan, it, <laughs> people are talking in news voice. <laughs> it's very strange. It, it somehow makes every disaster seem comical. I want a news voice, um, what's the word, audio book. Oh, yeah. Like I want the option of hearing like, I don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey, but read <laughs> by Tracy in that, Grimshaw. In that voice. Yeah. Or a GPS. He removed her dress. <laughs> Underneath her dress, floor. 34 people die. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, or a GPS, like, at the intersection, a yeah. turn right. You'll never know what comes next. They'll love that. That'll be great while you're driving. Suspense. We're, we're going to record the whole of tomorrow's morning edition. In oh, we should. Can we? I love it. <laughs> might give it a go. Fuck oh, yeah. Bless you for having to wade through all this awful, awful reporting, Dylan. Mm. Oh, it gets better. Well, <laughs> let, I reckon let's let's move on to the other disaster of 2021, which was so politics. Many. Politics! Oh, yeah, it's talking <laughs> of bin fires. And, of course, the uh, the biggest political comeback of the year had to be, I reckon, Barnaby Joyce returning mm-hmm. to the Nationals' leadership and becoming Deputy PM. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, acting PM when Morrison is overseas. Um, mm. here's, here's my favourite Barnaby grab of the year from, uh, <laughs> I think, from Question Time. See if you can work out, have any idea what he's talking about. I, I, like, I like going to the movies and I can't, I can't, but, I can't but always um, remember Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes, the aviator. But, yeah, Howard Hughes, the aviator, but the Labor Party got... Albo the Advocator, yeah, the, great, the great advocator, the great ideas man, the great ideas man straight from the pool room. Do you know what? Up. That sounds like how like a group of dads sound after about six beers at a 5pm <laughs> yeah. happy hour and they think they're talking shop but then if somebody who wasn't drunk were to listen in it would sound exactly like that. I mean that's the point um, – any big night out when the bouncers just tapped you on the shoulder about 10 seconds yeah. early and mate, mate, you've had enough. Yeah. And what? then that's their reasoning for staying. <laughs> so I presume that in that clip he's currently, is he the acting Prime Minister talking about climate change? That's my, that's my Probably. guess. Probably. Who, 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 who knows? With who Barnaby? knows? But, but it made me think he might not have been telling the truth when he said this. I believe temperance. Uh, temperance is an incredibly important thing in, in everything we do. No. <laughs> no. He's just trolling us there. Temperance is a race Do you know what? I actually think sometimes that Barnaby Joyce is perhaps one of the greatest trained actors in the history of this country. Like, I reckon that man like, went like to Sasha NIDA. Baron yeah, Cohen yes, character. yes. Like, full method sketch. I feel like he went to NIDA and his real name is like Ch- Charles. Birth? Oh my God, it's Charles. Yeah. Um, no, like his real name is something like, you know, Gregory. Or Horatio. And he thought, yes. I need to relate He's to the comedian. poor people. I will learn to be a rural man. Actually, you know what, Dylan? I think That's, there's – I don't know yes. what the timing was of these clips, but if I just put them together like this, <laughs> you've kind of got in the middle of it next day. Here we go. I, I, like, I like going to the movies and I can't, I can't, but, I can't but always um, remember Howard Hughes. I believe temperance. Uh, temperance <laughs> is an incredibly important thing in, in everything we do. Those are two different men. You yeah. cannot convince me that is the same man. I mean, it's like Carl oh, Stefanovi coming yes. down for the Logies. Pre-Logies, post-Logies, uh, that's for sure. Temperance is very important. <laughs> um, Actually, Charles, there have been episodes of the podcast this year where Charles yeah. basically was coming in and going, 
Temperance is important. <laughs> don't drink, people. Don't drink and talk in a microphone. My favourite Charles quote from the year was, uh, <laughs> was, Hollywood is a fickle business, isn't it? <laughs> Got that one saved in the bank. Wow. Um, but then, Dylan, I guess when you're trying to work out well, how Barnaby Joyce returned to the job, Yes. It's it's looking back on the man who he was replacing that makes exactly, it all make sense. Exactly, yes. So Michael McCormack um, was the Nationals leader before Barnaby. Barnaby replaced him. No uh, one but, remembers t- this. Who's Mike, listening? But he had, he had the some of the best gaffes of the year. Like mm. it's a gaff contest between these two. In fact, uh, Michael McCormack had so many gaffes, I edited them all together into this super cut. Have a listen. <laughs> Enjoy. 55,000 people are employed in the coal industry and $66 billion of exports that pays for a lot of hospitals, pays for a lot of schools, pays for a lot of barista machines that uh, uh, produces the coffee that uh, inner city types sit around and drink and talk about the, the, the death of coal. There is nothing worse than having mice running rampant around your house, around your farm, around your factory. And then we have, of course, Peter. The uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals coming out, I didn't hear the member for Melbourne disendorsing them, saying that the mice, the poor little curious creatures, should be rehomed. Well, I actually agree with Peter. They should be rehomed into their into their inner city apartment so that they can so that they can nibble away at their food and their feet at night and scratch their children at night. Well, again, I mean, facts sometimes are contentious. You might look out there and say the sky is blue, and I can see from here that it's grey, but if we go out from under this rotunda, there are probably blue patches. I mean, there are a lot of subjective things. But they should know that those lives matter too. All lives matter. And I tell you what, I would much sooner, much sooner live in Australia than anywhere else in the nation. It's not at all clear that Michael McCormack's life matters at all. I'm sorry. My favourite the part was assuming was assuming yeah. I wouldn't want mice hanging around in my house. I've already got cockroaches. It's great. They can just hang out together. It's just he's trying so hard to be this firebrand and it just doesn't work at all. Like if you think of Barnaby Joyce as an inflated balloon, <laughs> which is what he looks like a lot of the time, Michael McCormack is when you just get the balloon and you just let the air out and just goes. Oh, <laughs> in, that, in that wheeze? Yeah, that's the wheeze. That's that. McCormack. Mm. Who wow. is he catering to? Like, oh, Nationals voters hate uh, coffee and mice. And uh, they love white supremacy catchphrases. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what he's doing? Well, I suppose the white supremacists wouldn't like coffee, would they? I've met Michael McCormack and had him on radio and he was he was very nice. He was just a nice, ordinary suburban dad. Like That's how they get you. Him going on about coffee machines and and (laughs) it just does it's just not real. Like Mm -hmm. it's like trying to be a fascist and not being good at it. Is that even sadder than just being good Mm. at being a fascist? Don't know. Commit and do it well. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's right. What does. Yeah, jack yeah. of all trades, not master of none. Michael. I don't think he's fathered a single child outside of wedlock, McCormack. <laughs> oh. He's not trying. I feel like that's a prerequisite to lead the nationals, though, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. It's the only way they get more voters. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. 
The Chaser Report. While we're on Polly's, there were some great kind of slips of the tongue uh, mm. this year. Here's, here's uh, the new New South Wales Premier, Dominic Perrottet. He gave us this gem only a few days into the job in October. Uh, he's just not um, opening for the, uh, for the time since the pan- uh, we've been closed during lockdown. Ah, what eloquence. <laughs> Welcome to the job, oh. other Dom. And then... Um, up in Queensland, their Deputy Premier Stephen Miles had this uh, had had this gem. Might have been intentional. Elbows here with us at Labor Day, while Scott Morrison's charging five thousand bucks a head to have dinner with him. What a con- contrast! Don't we need? Might have been intentional that one. <laughs> Talking about Scott Morrison. Stephen Miles uh, was on the podcast this year, and yeah, he's got a sense of humour, so he may well have done intended that. <laughs> God. I think uh, ScoMo might have been a bit accidental with his slip of the tongue here. He might, or, oh. or he might not be a fan of his health minister. On the 19th of February, Minister Hunt uh, called the EU health minister. You haven't manipulated that in any way. Classic. Is that really what do he you, said? Do yes. you reckon that there's a jar in Parliament House and it's like, how many times can you slip the word cunt into a sentence? Oh, totally. Surely. Totally. I just find it so funny that it happens to be that word all the time. Same thing with ScoMo's Borat impression. I swear to God, someone was like, I'll give you 50 bucks to quote Borat on the (laughs) enhanced And ScoMo's like, yes. I'll spend it at Bunnings. Well, I haven't written a speech, so I may as well throw it in. Of course, moving on to probably the biggest story of the year, which was the Delta COVID outbreak and the subsequent four-month lockdown. Mm. And remember when when Delta hit and the lockdown started and it was all just like a fun novelty thing Mm. and all Mm. all the media could talk about was like this. The greatest story of the year. Two men have been fined $1,000 each for breaching Sydney's COVID lockdown under very unusual circumstances. The pair were apparently found naked. Two men sunbaking nude on a beach on the south coast, apparently caught after they were startled by a deer. Startled by a deer. They'd been startled by a deer. Startled by a feral deer. That old one. (laughs) They were caught buck naked. Buck naked. The men were chased into the Royal National Park and got lost. Each fined a cheeky (laughs) $1,000. Certainly a story that raises more questions than answers. I don't know. I don't understand this. How deers are running wild over there and with naked blokes. Anyway. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the deer's okay. Sorry, uh, I didn't catch that. Were they startled by a deer? <laughs> um, oh. I'm going to take back what I said earlier in the podcast, Dylan, about newsreader voice. I think it's inherently funny. Like two guys were doing something or other, possibly sexual, and they were startled by a deer. But whereas <laughs> two guys were doing something and were possibly startled by a deer. That's just funnier. I think they just also relish the opportunity to make like a pun. And I get that because I do that on this totally. podcast all the time. Like if something gets startled by a deer, the entire newsroom I him goes, crack out your no idea jokes. Oh. Every news journal turned into like an FM morning crew yeah. <laughs> pun machine. Shock jokes. Day. And yeah. no one was enjoying that more than Carl Stefanovic in those clips. Like, <laughs> oh, like a bit of a cheeky story this morning. <laughs> you can just hear him going, oh, finally, it's worth getting up this early to talk about this deer. I fucking wish I, 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 I reckon I'd fucking crush that job. Being, would. being like, a, like a light news journalist. I wouldn't do any investigative stuff. But like talking about deers on beaches, I'd love it. Oh, naked blokes and deers. That's yeah. good shit. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's basically how it goes. That's the real shit. That's the real Walkley Award winner. You should be on the Today Show, Gabby. You'd be excellent. Yeah, no, that was uh, – look, I'd, I'd love to um, say that we here on the podcast didn't also go to town on that story. <laughs> when you're doing topical comedy, that's really just a oh, gift yeah. dropping in your lap, that one. Yeah. Yes, yes. It was just, I think, to distract that the New South Wales police were just trying to arrest everyone in southwestern Sydney. They were like, yeah. I get the commissioner to talk about the deer today. Maybe oh. they sicked the deer on them. Actually, I'll tell you, that is a good clip. We, we played the clip of the um, of the police spokesperson, the deputy commissioner, Warboys or whoever it was, going, 
two men uh, were interrupted by police um, <laughs> in the midst of uh, questionable activity and the deage. <laughs> it was just great. Like it was all the days of Chris Taylor and Andrew Hansen's uh, police characters. Clive Pugh, yes. What I'm hearing is it goes casual voice, newsreader voice, but at the top of that chain, police commissioner voice. Am I correct? <laughs> it's definitely true. Nice. It's the best comedy voice of all, of all. Yeah, good. I'll keep that in mind. And it wasn't just uh, the police and the media trying to put a positive spin on the lockdown. Now, uh, here in, in New South Wales, it was 107 days. Oof. Uh, started June 26th. And remember Gladys said this about a week in on July 3rd? The green shoots are there of, of demonstrating the lockdown is having the desired effect. The green shoots are there. The green shoots of the lockdown doing what we hoped it would are certainly there. We have seen the tide turn. We have seen those green shoots. Ah, seven days into our 107-day lockdown, roughly. Good job. <laughs> is she talking about shallots? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the green shoots are there. She kept it up. Here she was again uh, 12 days later. But what I do know is that the green shoots are starting to show. We've still got a way to go. But the fact that we haven't seen thousands and thousands of cases is a win for New South Wales. She does it again five days later, 24 days into our 107-day lockdown. The green shoots are there, and I'm convinced (laughs) that in the next um, few days we will start seeing, um, hopefully, more improvements. If you didn't How are know, those green shoots? If, if you didn't know what this story was about, I would assume it was somebody desperately trying to start a veggie garden. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like well, listen, the shoots are there. They're there, and we've got to see how they progress over the next couple of days. And then, of course, before the lockdown ended, Gladys herself went down the shoot. <laughs> the ICAC shoot. She's hitting the different kind of green shoots now. Yeah, the Wagga Gun Club and the Wagga Music Conservatory have quite a lot of green shoots. <laughs> Gladys's career, not so much. Well, she might be making a comeback in Warringah. You never know. <laughs> but it wasn't just uh, Polly's in New South Wales who made hilarious, bad, hilariously bad calls, misjudging the ferocity of, of Delta. Here's, here's Dan Andrews in late July, just as Melbourne exited its fifth lockdown. We have seen off two Delta outbreaks. I don't think there's a jurisdiction in the world that has been able to achieve that, and every Victorian should be proud of that. And you know what happened about a week later? Oh. <laughs> I just was thinking when you were going about how a lockdown lasted for 107 days, people in other states are kind of going, oof, that actually was quite long, that sitting lockdown. Mm. And Victorians are going, soft, you're all <laughs> yeah. soft, you don't know what we've suffered. <laughs> Bragging about being able to defeat COVID is uh, its not a very sensible strategy in, in these days. And as Omicron arrives, let's just all keep <laughs> that in mind before you make Dylan's uh, compile next year. Yes, as soon as you brag about it, it'll it'll take you over. But of course, the the real reason we had these lockdowns uh, was, in my opinion, I think we just didn't have enough vaccines early on. But uh, not according to Scott Morrison, who said this in July. But the de- I, I can't stress enough that the major frustration here is the virus. That is the major thing working against Australia. The reason we've got a lockdown is because of a pandemic and a virus. It's yeah, not damn me. virus, not the vaccines. Damn virus. <laughs> Fuck hindsight's a bitch, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, he was um, right. Yeah. It was he the was... virus infecting people. That's yeah, but it's true. kind of like blaming a parking fine on the fact that a parking space exists. Doesn't really equate to the actions needed to avoid the parking fine. Oh, ScoMo. Uh, he also uh, was trying to avoid blame um, for himself not ordering vaccines, but I loved SBS News eventually just had enough of his shit and edited him this way. I thought it was quite funny. The Prime Minister was pressed about what efforts he went to to get more vaccines. Oh, every effort that we could. When asked what efforts were taken... No, I've answered the question. <laughs> no, I've answered the question. 
<laughs> Every effort, all of the above. There's green shoots of vaccine coming out. <laughs> Typical ScoMo. Oh, I did everything I could. Uh, question answered. Next question. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, of course Morrison wasn't good at uh, ordering vaccines. He couldn't even name them all. Do we have enough of the Pfizer to go around? Well, it's not just Pfizer. There's there's the AstraZeneca vaccine. There's the Pfizer vaccine. And- you just said that. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh. There's a man who has never read a briefing paper about a vaccine, let alone ordered one. I fear, Dylan. Um, and he just—he's just, he just not—he's just not a master communicator, Scomo. Here, he, here he is trying to uh, tell us about the importance and usefulness of lockdowns in August. Uh, but for a lockdown to work, the lockdown has to work. Oh, genius! <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Scotty from marketing, as though he's <laughs> some sort of a. Uh, it is that his main skill. Is spinning things, but it doesn't mean he's good at it. No. I've said this before on this podcast, but Scott Morrison approaches being a prime minister the same way I approached a speech assignment in year 11 English. Like, I would just go, I guess I'll make it up on the spot. Just wing it badly. Yeah. That seems Have to be a the couple trick. of quote reference points and then fucking hope for the best. That's. Just make it appear like you did some work. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you write a script of somebody else's down, it still looks like I wrote a whole page, you know? Yeah, that was me at uni. If it looks like you attempted the group assignment, you'll probably mm. get a pass. Yeah. <laughs> and P's get degrees, but they shouldn't get prime ministership, that's no. for sure. No, I don't think he's getting a pass mark at this stage either necessarily, <laughs> but we'll find out next year. Uh, and then, uh, so, of course, with the lockdowns came the anti-lockdown protests. And uh, here's probably my favourite protester I saw on TV this year. Get out of your houses. Kiss your nana on the lips. <laughs> I don't want to see this guy's Tinder. I bet it's set for ages to uh, up. That's one freedom we don't want to fight for, he, sir. He's one of those guys that kisses his dog, isn't he? <laughs> You can just tell. Probably. You always can tell. I mean, that said, given the uh, massive spread of COVID amongst the protesters in Melbourne, they probably were all pashing. <laughs> so then after the months of lockdowns, of course, there was Freedom Day. And here in New South Wales and Victoria uh, meant uh, only one thing, of course, and that was going back to the pub. This is probably the best day of my life. I want to be honest, but... The best day of your life. It's good to be back. Is it good to be back? Bloody hell. So good. It's so good. I don't think the alcohol has ever tasted so good today. Feels very good. Yeah, very very boring sitting at home drinking all the time. And like, I have no idea, but I'm excited to be here. But whoa! I was so excited to be on the news. <laughs> that was great. I don't remember what? saying any of that, but it was awesome. What does it say about Australians that they, their best day of their life is going back to the pub after three, four months? And I love that bloke who's like, oh, yeah, I was just drinking at home and now I'm drinking like next to other people, still yeah. drinking. Yeah, now it's less pathetic because I'm doing it in a place where I'm supposed to get drunk. Formerly drinking at home, the man went to the pub and drank with other Australians. <laughs> we are a strange people, aren't we? The, the first thing you want to do is a thing you can do at home with the exact same liquid mm. but with other people. <laughs> During a pandemic. Wrapping up, we had a year of natural disasters, mm-hmm. COVID outbreaks, mm-hmm. bad lockdowns, mm. vaccine shortages. But God. I think Channel 9's The Current Affair uncovered what I think was the most important story of 2021. Do you remember this? Trouble in the temple. The monk caught shopping at Sexyland. It's a bad back mum. A current affair tonight. Do yes, I remember it? Telling your kids. <laughs> do you, where, Dad, where were you when the... Sexy monk shopped at Sexy Land. <laughs> Do you know what's actually very funny? I can tell you exactly where I was when the sexy monk shopped at Sexy Land. I was in this office with fellow intern Alexa because every Friday we watch all of the current affair stories. It is the best entertainment. It's better than a soap opera. It's the best. Do you remember the wheelie bin war? That's my favourite one. 
Retirement village wheelie bin war. Somebody didn't put their bins out. It was a whole thing. I just think that if after the year that we've had, any members of religious orders want to just go to sexy land and mm-hmm. relax, go for it. It's a, it's a free – we've had freedom yeah. day. We're a free country. That it means – Monks can go to Sexyland. Yeah, more religious leaders at Sexyland. Maybe not Catholics, but apart from that, more <laughs> religious leaders at Sexyland. Just try not to leave any aerosols on the premises, sir. Oh. <laughs> or bodily fluids. Oh. And that's the year 2021. Thanks for having me, guys. Well Woo! done, Dylan. That was an extraordinary effort of, of compilation. Subscribe to the News Fighters podcast to get this in your feed every single week. What do you think 2022 is going to hold, Dylan? Well, war, war with China if Peter Dutton has his way, I think. <laughs> I'll go start training now. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks again. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. Well, Gabby, that was extraordinary. Yeah. I can't believe we survived. I see green shoots of an end to this episode coming up ahead. <laughs> Our gears remote microphones are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you in the morning.